1: Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I am joined by my original co-host, Dimity McDowell, the one and only, oh, yeah. the OG, the one and yep. <laughs> what? what does OG
2: stand for, though?
1: old gangster oh no. original gangster. original gangster yeah original I'm the gangster. Gangster. i got partial credit <laughs>
2: that's so
1: funny because i'm like
2: hi i'm the og but what does that stand for again <laughs> that's what the cool kids say isn't it <laughs> well i'll tell you where i saw that is um this morning i took my amelia my 14 year old to um physical therapy and they had the megan kelly On the today show and they were doing different Mm. flavors of s'mores um and i gotta say Mm -hmm. i am very tempted to try the peppermint patty one which sounds just delicious to me um but they called the the, they had it up on a chalkboard and they called the different flavor variations and the first one was the og and i'm like okay i know that that's kind of i can't remember what that is but i know it's the original i mean it's kind of sounds looks like the original but i'm like you know, Megan Kelly and s'mores, and now Dimity on another Mother Runner podcast. Like, I.e., not cool anymore to call yourself OG. <laughs> that so, but, has but jumped but, the shark. If you wanted, right. you know.
1: But it's also we we make a good team, Dim. You know what the O stood for? I know what the G stands for. Yeah, I know for. the gangster. Part, so
2: that's
1: yeah. uh, so funny. Uh, the uh, about a month ago, John said to me he, as a joke, he said, "Mom, you're woke AF." And uh, so I just thought that was so funny, and so I said that to Jack. Then not only did he not know what AF stood for, he didn't know what woke means. And I'm like, oh, never mind, honey. I'm not going into a <laughs> whole definition. I'm like, you just go type it in, click on both. You're links. not. Like, you, so you're not woke AF, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah, that proves it. That proves it. So yeah. So um, speaking of my boys, Dim, my boy, our boys, we are boys. Uh, <laughs> they are, despite their. Dis- discrepancy their height discrepancy uh they sound like they are kindred spirits from what you were telling me when oh, I was out there in Denver I
2: mean Ben has found his passion and it is Billy and anything goes the production of anything goes I mean he is obsessed with a capital O as in OG um <laughs> yeah yeah I mean so yeah it's a three-week camp it's it's anyone in the Denver area it's the Rocky Mountain theater for kids and it is just awesome. It is not inexpensive, but they keep those kids from nine to four, five days a week <laughs> for three weeks. So I gotta say, and they put on, um, they put on, sorry, I just got a little notification that came in quite loud in my ears. Um, they put on a very, very professional production. And Ben, you know, last year he was in um, Hairspray Jr. and he had about two mm-hmm. or three lines and, you know, was in as, about as many scenes. And so this year they have to do tryouts. And, and so he's like, well, I want to be Billy. And I was like, you know, trying to kind of do the mom thing and kind of brace him for the fact that.
1: Managed manage the man- Exactly.
2: That's what I was trying to do. And um, so I was like, why don't you go for the middle? And there's this a character named moody which is kind of he's kind of a slapstick guy and he's like i'm like perfect for ben and um and it came back that even though he didn't try out for billy he got billy and um so billy sings um you're the top you're the caesar salad all those um yeah, yeah. You're the tops. You're the upper stratus. Yeah, the, exactly. Yeah. A symphony by Strauss. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know all the words, and then he sings "It's lovely" as well, um, and and some other great Cole Porter tunes that I'm sure everyone is really happy that I've put in their ears. So, anyway, it's. I
1: gotta say, it's so funny that they're doing a Cole Porter musical
2: in this day and age. Yeah, well, I, I it's very um sweet. I love it how simple and sweet it is, and um. And it's still kind of a complicated plot line. There's like you know, there's two love interest things going on, and there's you know changes of characters and things like that. And I mean, it's it's a good play.
1: Uh huh. Oh, oh, I'm not yeah. arguing with that at all. But I mean, to get kids interested in Cole Porter, I mean, I, I would see Sondheim even as seeming slightly, you know, OG in the musical world. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. To be that exactly. <laughs> well, I think, but I think, um, I I think that it could be. I don't really think that they care what the production is, to be honest with you. You know, like, I don't think that, mm-hmm. you know, they're doing Oliver, and then um, he's not doing Oliver, but that's another one that they're putting on. They're also, he is in Mulan Jr., um, which is mm-hmm. going to be, so they do some, you know, some of the Disney stuff. So, I mean, I think that they yeah. just mix it up. I think it's more that kids just want to go to theater camp more than, you know, I want right. to be in anything right. goes. So what's what's John up to? Why is he, why is he uh, taken mm-hmm. to the stage besides his dancing?
1: Uh, oh, remember he's—he was Juliet. He was one of three Juliettes in oh, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, right. yeah, yep. yeah. And he was Baby Bear. Come on, I can keep going through his resume. He was Baby Bear in Shrek Junior. Uh-huh. And um, so and then last summer he and Daphne both went to musical theater sleepaway camp for two weeks. And so this summer, Daphne doesn't want to do any camps. But John, so John's starting. Uh, we're let's admit this. We're recording this a couple weeks ahead of time. So John is. Um, he's going to ballet camp for two weeks and then he has some time off and then he's going to that same sleepaway camp for two weeks, musical theater. Then he's home, I guess, for two weeks and then uh, he does something that sounds very much like what Ben does. It's uh, He's doing Northwest Children's Theater camp. They only do half day though. Oh. So from uh, two weeks of nine to 12 and then they do a production at the end. And last year, he the first year he did, so two years ago, they did Fame. Um, i'm gonna live
2: forever oh my god (laughs) i sang that in like i think fourth grade choir and i do the jazz hands you know i'm gonna (laughs) learn how to fly anytime i hear that song i think of like fourth grade anyway that's awesome that is yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: and uh, so and I had and um, enticed him to do that because uh, Chalkley, my best friend's daughter, goes to Laguardia, uh, this, oh, the sure. high school that's based on. So and he loves uh, Tallulah, so he was all excited to do that. Then last year it was um, High School Musical, and he played. I want to say the character's name is Chet. Maybe um, it's the guy who's the basketball player. Who it turns out. Um, can actually sing and dance and make crème brûlée oh. but um <laughs> so he played that so that was kind of a comedic um role and then this year they're doing kind of a mashup of glee meets pitch perfect oh um so he's very excited for that and he has stayed in touch with all his buddies from the high school musical thing he stayed in touch with them on instagram which is a way i don't use instagram but to have like group chats hmm. that continue for a long time like a thread that just keeps
2: going on instagram okay so that's a new thing yeah so, yeah um, so that's very yeah cool and he, he must love it then huh what what are the, which what production is he doing at the camp do you know
1: they don't, you know. It's funny. They so here, at, you know that at that half day, we, you know, so there's ten classes half day. They put on a full on play that l- last year I went to after running, and that's where I ended my twenty one mile run for for training for the Wednesday's marathon. Oh, wow. And then they go to sleepaway camp where it's intensive, and they don't put on a full on play huh. because the final production is there's all the different um, disciplines there. So there's Dancing, there is um gosh, there's creative writing on stage. It's kind of interesting how they do that. Oh. And there's just the theater. So there's just drama. And so then they did so last year, like they did a um scene from Beauty and the Beast, the um be our guest. Oh yeah. So let's put a, let's put another song in some <laughs> so, I
2: won't say that one. Although my, it's yeah. so funny because my um uh, my nephew was just in that on Friday night. They did it. Um, oh. so he was uh oh he was the dad of um Oh, Belle. Oh, is he? The dad of Belle.
1: Oh, yeah. oh yeah. That character has a. Not Gaston. That was the. Gaston's the one who wants us to marry
2: Belle, but the beast. R-
1: right. I'm sure somebody who knows what Belle's father's name is is right well, now I screaming it out as she runs down a Maurice. sidewalk. I think
2: it's. it's oh, Maurice. look at you. Yeah. Wow.
1: Oh, my gosh. So when we are on Jeopardy, we are definitely going on <laughs> to <with> the team, <game.
2: laughs> Forget Shark. You know what? I got to say, like, I don't think I get beyond, like, the. I can, I'm pretty good at the two and four hundred levels of Jeopardy, two hundred dollars and four hundred dollars, but after that, I have to say I get trumped now by my kids watching Jeopardy, like because they're studying like ancient Egypt, and all of a sudden Ben knows like thousand dollar yeah, yeah. answer, and I'm like, oh gosh, oh to have a fresh brain. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, so I, Um. So like I said, I was just in Denver. We had our Team AMR Summit, uh, quarterly summit. And you talking about how much Ben is into musical theater. I was thinking how much fun it would be if some, you know, let's transport like 15 years down the road and both John and Ben are in some production, like some, let's think big, some Broadway production. Sure. And, and that they're going to do like a, uh, you know, Us Weekly or I don't know, something profile of them, Entertainment Weekly. And they'll be like, well, yeah, actually we we've been friends for a really long time our mom started the, you know the brand another mother runner and of course
2: the interview oh of course of course <laughs> that's awesome you know so that's fu- so funny so we had our first swim meet on friday morning and um there was a woman who you know when you're you're timing and you time a certain lane and there was a woman mm-hmm. standing next to me and ben was in that lane he was about to swim and, he, and you know you check the name of the swimmer make sure that they're in the right lane goes, oh i know a ben davis I had a Ben Davis classmate in high school. He's like a Broadway star now. I can show you his Facebook page and Ben just lit up. Oh my gosh. So maybe this is this is maybe this is all just pointing at one big thing, Sarah. We're gonna see their names in lights someone. Exactly.
1: But also that was probably and probably that mom's son was in your lane. So she was just totally trying to throw Ben off his exactly, game. right? I know, I know,
2: right? That's probably that's probably but I mean, yeah, so um it's fun. It's been fun to see because you know, I mean he likes sports it's not that he's like oh I don't want to but I'm always like how's practice good you know how, how is the game fine you know and he comes mm-hmm. home and he just talks and talks and talks they did blocking today they're doing a run through or they call it a strumble through or like a oh. uh, or stumble through yeah that kind of thing today I don't know I mean I don't again I think I we talked once about the theater language I feel better about it oh, now yeah. but um he is <laughs> he is deep in so nice yeah.
1: Nice. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. You'll have to put some video up on Instagram or
2: something like that. I will. I will. I, told, I said, okay, well, I, I, maybe I won't be on the sidelines, but I can always be an usher. I can be a volunteer usher. <laughs> right,
1: right. <laughs> um, well, you had a grand production recently, and that's uh, why you're on the show. You're going to switch from your co-host role to being a guest you yes. get back from a uh, break because we are going to Bring on Joanne Verwey and Jessica Johnson, who accompany, they are the Minnesota J team. They are. And they they accompanied you on your Grand Canyon Rim to Rim adventure. So stay tuned because I know this is going to be an epic, epic podcast about an epic adventure. We'll be right back. Okay, Dim, switch over from the co-host chair to the guest chair, because we got Joanne Verwey and Jessica Johnston in the house. Welcome, ladies.
3: Hello. Hello.
1: All right. So you lovelies just earlier last month, because this is going to air in July, hiked Grand Canyon rim to rim. So I want you all to tell folks what rim to rim translates to in Grand Canyon hiking terms, because it could sound like an off-color toilet joke or worse. (laughs)
2: Uh, so, so Rim to Rim is um, a, basically you start on either side, the, the, the Grand Canyon is lovely and you can't really get lost because on the north side, there's one trail down and on the south side, there are two trails down. So you pick which side you want to start on, you pick which trail you want to go on and you basically head down, head across and then head back up. <laughs> so you, um, you climb down first, you hike down, run down first um, and we picked the south side. So it was about four thousand feet down over what, like eight miles, I think, about. Um, yeah. And then about eight miles across, which was um, a little bit. It was. It was. It was a slight incline going across. Um, and then the and then the real climbing began, and it was about another eight miles up. Um, and that was about six thousand feet of climbing. So we started, I think, around six thousand feet, and we ended at about eighty-four hundred feet above mm-hmm. sea level. So it's definitely a very. Um, alpine environment.
1: And how about with total mileage?
2: Well, that's hard to know just because I I did have a GPS on all day. Um, but the Canyon, like I, I stopped and started and I think it's not exactly accurate. Um, just because of, you know, the depth and the whatever, um, I've done some reading on it. Um, but I think, you know, at the end of the day, we, my, my GPS said about 20, what was it? 25 miles. Um, and I think I think we were somewhere between 23 and 25, depending upon, you know, how accurate it was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. So Joe, tell us whose idea was this big adventure?
3: Uh, You know, I think, I don't want to say it was necessarily all my idea because (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering who thought of it while we were in the middle of doing it. I don't know. I know a little bit of it was you know, I wanted to try something big that didn't involve running, and I know Dim was looking for something as well that was kind of epic that didn't involve running, and it just seemed like a logical, I don't know if logical is the right word, but it seemed like a good thing to try at the time. I should i should
2: uh, interject here. Joe and I are kind of injury best buddies. We're injury bosom buddies, <laughs> <laughs> although we've never injured our bosoms, so that's good. Um, but we had you know she at one point um she was talking about this planter plate tear that she had on her foot and she's like yeah and it's very common in like middle-aged women and I'm like I I've heard of every foot injury and I've never heard of that one <laughs> and like literally like five months later guess what I have a planter plate tear yeah. um and also has issues with her back and we just um uh, we tend to be on the same trajectory as far as like being hurt in similar places at similar times, and I and I remember the phone call we had in like it was like in the fall at one point, Joe. And yeah. um, I think we were both kind of struggling. I mean, we were definitely struggling. I I was coming off of it was it was last fall, right? And So I was coming off of it was, I was yeah. really coming to terms with you know changing my perspective on running, and um, and I think you were in a similar place. And, um, and then we roped Jess in because, you know, mm-hmm. we've got to have, <laughs> it, it's got to be three musketeers because one of us, <laughs> we've we, we talked about that. I talked about this with Grant anyway. One of us got hurt. One has to stay with a hurt person and then the other person goes for help. And if it was just two of us, you know, that mm-hmm. wouldn't have worked yeah. very well. so
0: And, I, and I'll yeah. say this is just that it was a, a bucket list of mine for sure. So when Joe and Dem mentioned it, I was just, flipping all in. I would thought about doing it. I'd heard about this. And so it just looked like it was right up my alley as well. I had been veering away from road races and had really been enjoying trail running and trail hiking. So it just was a perfect fit, really.
1: And hearing the hearing you talk Jess I realized that I should have I'm negligent and you two should have introduced yourselves as to where you live how you know each other your kids that sort of thing so Jess, you go first and then I'll have Joe just give a short sweet
0: okay little, Joe and yeah. I have known each other what feels like forever mm-hmm. um, but we have kids the same age and so Joe has two kids. I have three. Um, Currently, they're 21, 19, and 17 for me. Joe can talk about hers quick. We live in St. Paul, Minnesota, and really have been exercising together for years now.
3: And this is Joe. So I I have two boys, um, and that's really kind of what brought Jess and I together. Our kids went to school since kindergarten. So I have a 19-year-old and a 16-year-old. Yeah, we live in St. Paul. We're just not even a mile from each other.
1: And I have to say, you all have the greatest group of women mom friends there in St. Paul, and you all are just uh, so welcoming to us. I mean, uh, Dim, I I think I speak for both of us when I say that that's one of the um, big draws for us to always go back to Twin Cities Marathon every year is to see their posse of yes yeah, the to j team and yeah.
2: i mean it just it's minnesota just breeds awesome mother runners you know <laughs> i'm not saying anything about the other 49 because there's awesome mother runners everywhere but i mean you just have a leg up when you're born in minnesota just saying yeah, That's yeah. hashtag right. just saying <laughs>
0: hashtag.
1: <laughs> so all right so uh so dim definitely gave you some great training tips talk about mm-hmm. kind of what you're training for So much elevation, so much, such a long endeavor, you know, time-wise, definitely. Um, What was the training like?
0: Well, I'll start saying a little bit about it. It's Jess. Um, Jim did, I mean, really, I'm going to start out by saying that as, as the canyon week, the day of the hike kept approaching, the thing I was most excited to find out was, did this training prepare us? for this grand adventure i mean it was the biggest thing for me outside of my excitement i really wasn't you know we started training in october in i think mid to late october we had a training plan that was laid out and sort of updated as we went and you know it, it, it was for sure rest days were built in but the other you know we may have two rest days a week but otherwise there was stuff going on that dim sort of, um, she was our coach for sure. I mean, start and finish, she did a great job coaching us. And then Joe and I also did other things that she, that Dim was great about incorporating. I like lifting weights. It was super important to me that outside of the training we were doing with Dim, which included, you know, ski hills in the winter on snowshoes and then, you know, hiking up Ski Hills, Afton Alps in Minnesota when the snow is gone, to the elliptical on complete inclines and gradual inclines to that dreaded step machine. I'm not <laughs> talking about the Stairmaster, I'm talking about that dreaded step machine. That And then Joe did, she can talk about it too, but Joe is really big into Pilates and yoga and all her stuff and the great thing about our training was that Jim really listened to us and let us still do the other things that we loved doing on a weekly basis but also incorporated then um, the stuff geared specifically for ascending and descending the Grand Canyon. This is Joe, I would
3: totally reiterate that. It, the fact that we started you know, eight months out, we had all this time to ramp up. I kind of felt like I was coming from a place where I had to train to start training even. Um, so getting my body in shape just to take on what was gonna come with the training. But DIM was awesome in incorporating the things that we already like to do. Um, and for me, that was Pilates um, and a body pump class at the Y and yoga. And I felt like it was a great compliment to, you know, all the, the other cardio stuff that I was going to be doing with the training. And yes, the step mill was probably the hardest part <laughs> of the training. But I think, I mean, it was so key to just getting back up the canyon was that step mill was a big factor of it. And I was thinking about it while we were hiking out for sure
2: how many hours you spent it's called the gauntlet if you're in like the fitness world or it's called a step yeah. if you you know it's the one that yeah. has its stairs that you actually have to pick up your feet and yeah. having a flight of stairs oh.
1: the gauntlet yeah. is the one that has it's on the pole and it has the the arm things isn't it the well isn't that the arm things isn't that what a gaunt- it's in a gauntlet where it's the your it's almost like your hands are on either side. You're kind of like the MDR raccoon, you know, kind of climbing up a thing um, oh. versus, right? No, that's, that's, that's the, that's the Versa Climber. Versa Climber. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Thing. I don't think they make those anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so um, I'm just trying to interject.
2: You're <laughs> <laughs> go, Alex Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> That is um, one jeopardy category I could do very well on random X, ex- the names of random exercise machines that gather dust.
3: In the gym. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs>
1: um, so, um, so it sounds like you three were very well trained for this. How did physically and just as an experience, how did the, your expectations, how did they mesh up with the reality of it all?
2: I mean, I'll start for a second just because, um, it went by really quickly. And it's, I mean, it reminded me a little bit about, um, of Iron Man, like, you know, it's like the fastest, longest day of your life, right? Um, or, or a wedding day, you know, where you're just like, I've thought about this for so long and it's going to, you know, and it's going to go by in a flash. And, um, and so, you know, we started at some point we have to talk about the logistics cause it's kind of funny and also a good heads up for people who want to do this. Um, but we started from our hotel room. We got up at about 4am, right. On Friday on a Friday morning. Right guys. Was that right? Yeah. yeah it's cause we wanted to be, so then we had to leave a car at, um, the backcountry lot and then get a taxi over to the South rim, mm-hmm. um, where the trail started. And so we were on the trail at about 5 5 AM and mm-hmm. like, the day before, well, I'll just go into logistics for a minute. The day before, we had basically driven for nine hours. Like I left, I left, we le- I left my house here in Denver at 4:30 in the morning on Thursday morning. We all these guys left Minneapolis a little bit later. We they we all flew to Phoenix. I met them in Scottsdale for lunch, and then we drove two cars up to the North Rim, and then we left one car there. And because the North Rim is completely. Um, not completely, but it's very, there's not, there's not much there. There's like two hotels, a gas station. Um, well, I mean one of the hotels is the grand Canyon lodge, which is an amazing facility. Um, but it's just, it's not like you can call an Uber from the North, the North rim trail and say, take me over to the Kaibab lodge. So the place that we were staying, we got, you know, the, the three-star instead of the four-star accommodations. And, um, and it was 15 miles from the rim. So we would finish our day and then to get to our hotel, or our lodge. It would be another fifteen miles, so we needed a car there. Mm-hmm. So, so then, I mean, long story short, is we ended up driving, you know, both, you know, either in a caravan or all three of us in one car for about nine hours um, on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we got in our bed on the South Rim and at the Holiday Inn Express at eleven thirty at night, and got up the next morning <laughs> at four a.m. So, um, you know, I'm going to write a post but- about this, but you kind of have to think about the logistics a little bit more. Um, If you want to do this, you know, you kind of put those puzzle pieces together and then figure out, you know, the hike date. That makes Mm -hmm. sense. Just because Mm -hmm. it's, you know, limited as far as rooms, right? People want to get there and they want to get there in May and early June when um, it's not so hot.
1: Right. And I want to interject, you mentioned you're going to do a post about logistics. You've already done two posts as we record this. You did one about the physical, one about the mental, and then you're going to do about logistics. And people can find those on another wow. And if they search for Grand Canyon, they're going to find them. And I was also so,
2: but to hey, do, do a quick overview but, of the training, too, because we kind of, we didn't gloss them over that. But, you know, um, but oh, yeah, okay. talk just about kind of the perspective behind it. So if people want to do it, they have some some guidance.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, but hey, but you know, Thursday was all about sitting in a car, and then Friday, you know, you were on your feet. You, did, you know, weren't you glad to not be sitting in a car the whole day? Yeah, oh, absolutely. oh, My gosh, <laughs> yes,
2: yes. <laughs> well, yeah. So you guys talk about. It. I mean, it was just to me, and I'll and I'll let you guys um talk in one second. But to me, it was just like it went quickly, and like you know, it was noon, and I'm like, oh my gosh, we've been up for eight hours, and look at everything that we've done. Right? Like, talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that perspective, Joe or Jess, whoever wants to.
3: Yeah. Oh, this is Joe. So I I would say that the thing that I think of when you say that is we would pass people on the trail and say good morning to them. And it felt like, why are we saying good morning? It feels like it should be two in the afternoon, but it was only maybe 8 a.m. and it felt like we had been out there already. So it was weird that it felt like we had been out there forever, but yet time flew by. And now, you know, just thinking about being on the podcast, I think I kind of almost feel like sadly it was a story that I'm barely part of anymore. You know, I read your posts and I feel like it's just a story that I'm reading and the memories are slipping just a little bit. So um, yeah, I mean, for me being out there was just, it went by fast. Uh, There were moments where it seemed like to go on forever though. And the one thing that sticks in my mind are just the views, like every switchback that you take and you turn a new direction, like the views were different and they were amazing. And I just kind of wanted to burn them into my mind because I knew the pictures that we were taking just wouldn't do any of it justice. Um, so to me, that's what stands out is feeling so small in this massive vista and yet at the same time feeling like, wow, I'm out here and doing this and you know, feeling larger than life too at the same time. So it's, there's all sorts of feelings that go with it. It's kind of hard to wrap my head around still.
0: Yeah, right, this is Jess and I, I'm, I'll i reiterate like similar things. It was this crazy combination of feeling like a giant and feeling so small and you know I think for me it it really did exceed every expectation that I had and I'm you know I am like a live in the moment glass half full for sure I mean person it may be annoyingly so to some people like I, I would turn around and just and just be astounded by what I was seeing. I mean, it was impossible to put into words. I put a Facebook album out, I did other things, and it, it doesn't do any of it justice. And I agree with Joe, it's this weird sort of looking back and wondering if we really did it. Like as time, as every day goes by, it's, we right? That happened, right? Because it really did go by in a flash. Mm. So, I mean, so I think we all had really similar feelings about the, the day and how fast it went and all of a sudden it's in the rear view mirror, mirror and you're and you're sad I mean last week was really super hard I mean at some point we can talk about the slump that happens after you train that long and hard for something but it was really really hard last week just sad you know what's we we did that and what's next etc
1: mm-hmm. so and in, and yep. in, so it took you about twelve hours. You went in at I guess damn, I read the post five oh four AM and you got out on the other side of the room at five oh eight PM. Did. And so yet it only took three hours to get down. I realized you because you're going downhill, but that's just kind of mind blowing.
2: Well it was me. eight, it was eight miles downhill. Actually our uphill, I mean, if if the GPS was correct, some of our uphill miles were faster than the downhill. Because the downhill is um you know, we, so we, again, we went down the south side on the Kaibab Trail. And so I don't know what the, the, the angel, what's it called? Angel Bright or Angel Fire or? Bright, Bright Angel. Bright, angel. Bright mm-hmm. angel is the other option. You can go down on the on the um, south side. And um, it's just tricky footing. It's just really like there's stones in some of the, the trail sometimes. There's, um, you know, big, uh, not boards, um, big, what would you call them? Slats. Slots. 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 monkey steps. Yeah. Yeah. You just couldn't get into a rhythm. And then it it was hard. I mean, it was very hard on my knees. I won't lie. We all use poles and, um, and it, it definitely like you get to the point you're like, I just don't want to go downhill anymore. I'm just done, you know, and you have to keep Mm -hmm. going downhill. So, um, so that was, that was hard. Um, that was probably for me the hardest part of the day. I'll be honest with you just because I knew the end was coming. I mean, I knew that we were, you know, and it was good to kind of start with fresh legs, but it also taxes you in a way that you don't, um, you don't really anticipate and it's really hard to prepare for, right? I mean, you know, here living in Colorado, I was able to go do some training where I would start at the top of Lookout Mountain and go down and then climb back up and do that a couple times. Um, but most people don't have that luxury. So that is, that's one of the challenges of the training. Um, but yeah, so we were on the trail for 12 hours. We stopped, I mean, the time in motion was more like, I think 10 hours and 15 minutes, um because i you know we, we, there's phantom ranch down at the bottom which is this little kind of small village that has cabins you can stay in they had a canteen where their their lemonade is famous i gotta say i give that lemonade maybe two and a half stars yeah. it wasn't like everyone writes about it but it's just it's really just lemonade concentrate right <laughs> but it was cold it was cold it was icy um they had chips we definitely um you know, I shopped for us at Whole Foods in Scottsdale before these guys got there. Before we had lunch, and I erred a little bit on the side of too sweet and too melty. <laughs> the gorp, the chocolate of our gorp, um, basically turned everything into one big cow pie. Um, <laughs> but um, but so we got we we bought some ch- some chips there. So like I'd stop the GPS there. I'll let these guys one of these guys talk about Ribbon Falls. But that's a detour we took. We stopped the GPS there.
1: Oh yeah, we're gonna get to the.
2: Oh yeah, we're get get to the good stuff. Yeah. yeah, I know. Um, but I just wanted so that's that's kind of how. So we were out there for twelve hours, but I think we were kind of in motion for a little over ten.
1: Yeah. Hey, before we get to um some more of the details of the canyon itself, Dimity, you were talking about um how tough the downhill was for you, and it was particularly tough. I mean, you got an ankle sprain very early on could you <laughs> tell a little bit about that It was well, I mean, like kind fun- of classic yes, yes, move. Lennon, um, the, the
2: funniest part was it was like kind of on flat ground it was we saw these mule trains um so the, mm-hmm. that's how they get their um their goods down to the can't um to the phantom ranch is they you know mule that's, train? well yeah i've seen the brady
1: bunch when they go to the grand canyon
2: <laughs> i know about the mules okay <laughs> well we saw two mule trains and one of them had people on them like um tourists and i gotta say they were not like we were all just like omg so glad we were not them it looked so unhappy and there is a i mean mule urine is one of the more potent smells i've had in my life and then you throw the direct sunlight on it and it is just it is it can burn your nostril hair so, um, so anyway, but we, so we were watching this first mule train, which were the people that, um, were, they, that, that those were the ones that had passengers on them. And, um, I don't know what I was doing. I was not, I was watching them and I was walking and I just t- twisted my ankle. And it's one of those ones where, you know, I'm sure most people have done this, where you just get, it's so nervy. You just get pain, just Every just firecrackering off, just every little bit hurts. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, this can go one of two ways. The pain can stop. And my ankle will be fine or the pain will not stop and my ankle is going to blow up. And I've had both happen. And thankfully, mm-hmm. um, it did not blow up. I think Joe and Jess, were you guys nervous then? We oh, yeah. did. <laughs>
0: We had one, at that moment, we looked at each other and it was just, we were just waiting to find out. We were just like, oh, brother. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I mean, I was really, I mean, I was on hands on my knees, you know, I was teary. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. You know, just kind of really trying to, so yeah, very lucky in that respect.
1: Yeah. 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 So, all right, let's talk about a couple of features down the canyon. just tell us about the box and, and kind of why that was so difficult for you <laughs> or, or, or that's okay. why Dim perceived it to be difficult for you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I would say that for sure, like when I look back on the whole day, like mentally the box was the hardest part for me. So when you get through Phantom Ranch, you, to be honest with you, I think that's when technically once you get down to the bottom, you're just in the box. Well, Mm. um, like we left Phantom Ranch and there's a sweet little brook and it's making sweet sounds and there's a little breeze and we're, and we literally looked at each other and we're like, this is the box. Like everyone talks about the box being hard and we're like, whatever. (laughs) And we're just. You know, we're just, we're crushing it, and we're, but all of a sudden, you know, it just doesn't end, and and there's no shade, and it's just relentless sun, and it's miles and miles and miles, and it's just that for me, just that, not getting a break from the sun. I mean, it really... I don't know, you guys, if you could guess what the weather, the temp was at the bottom of the box, but I would say for sure over 100 degrees. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you got your hydration pack on and you got your stuff on and it just, it just is mile after mile after mile of just sun and walking. And you're not, it's not a steep uphill, but it is it is an incline. Once you're in, in the bottom, it is a slight incline until you really hit that North rim and you start ascending. So I would say you're ascending almost, you know, through the box. Mm. So for me, that hey. was, for me, that was tough.
1: Hey, one side detail to that. Um, and you mentioned, uh, the, the brook and and it being hot and thirsty and stuff like that. Um, Joe, where did you all dim talked in the one of the posts about refilling your all's water, mm-hmm. you know, your, your packs all the time with water. Where do you get water when you're down there except it at um Bantam Ranch?
3: so at the there were a couple stops um on the south rim going down and then on the uh or not in the south but on the north rim going up, they have campgrounds that you can stop at. Oh, mm-hmm. um, and water coming right out of the ground out of a little faucet. And it was cold water, which hmm. I mean was a lifesaver obviously, but you know, we could put our head underneath it and our hat under it um, mm. and refill our water packs yeah
1: and so that's through a pipe not just burbling out of the ground
3: no through a pipe but we did have some purification tablets just in case we mm-hmm. needed to dip into the river well <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <But, laughs> no, there's these yeah water pipes coming out and you just turn the faucet on and it's ice cold water which oh, is
1: it's nice. delightful yeah. yeah yeah all right so as long as we're talking about water joe tell us about ribbon falls
3: oh Ribbon Falls. So um, I will say that before we went on, uh, before we left, the little research on two side trips that you could do. um, And those didn't even do justice to Ribbon Falls, which is one of them. Uh, But we did meet, um, Dim wrote about her, a young lady who was hiking with her dad who said, Ribbon Falls, you have to go. It's not negotiable. You got to see it. Um, So it's a one-mile detour out. um, So two miles round trip. And it's kind of hard to get to. We there wasn't necessarily a well-defined trail. So we were scrambling over some rocks and kind of through some brush. And then like this, you know, oasis out there in the desert practically is this green, mossy color, you know, covered stones and this waterfall falling from above that was just, I mean, it was just magical. There's no other word for it, but it was just magical. And We could see it, and I remember we still had a scamper to it, (laughs) and like, how do we get to it? What's the quickest way we can get there? Um, We could see people underneath it, um, and we were told, you know, you can hike underneath the waterfall and let the water pour on you, and so that's just what we did. We scampered our way up. There were some really fun young kids up there who took our phone right away to take our picture. I I love those pictures. And yeah, I feel like we might have just kind of barged in past people <laughs> <laughs> um, and got up there. I, I, I will say that was a moment where I thought I could totally see myself slipping on this green moth and twisting my ankle. So I was, you know, I was kind of the uber cautious one in the group and I was extra careful there. I just thought, oh, this is where I'm going to slip. Um, but it was just amazing. I, it was so worth any extra mileage we put on just to let that cold water pour over you. And I know dim sat in it and soaked her legs and mm-hmm. yeah, I, we, I could have stayed all afternoon for sure. in that I think we all could. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so, and Joe, and maybe then dim talk about the squirrels, because I heard that they were, they were. <laughs> oh, <Dim. yeah. laughs> they, I hear they're quite, um, uh, friendly and almost aggressive.
3: Oh yeah. So nothing like our city squirrels in St. Paul. Um, I think it was going down the south rim where I stopped to go to the bathroom and left my pack and came out and heard Dim yelling at something. <laughs> and there was this squirrel who apparently ran off with my cliff bar and wrapper Um so she managed to get my bar back, which I I wasn't gonna touch. Um, <laughs> then she was so the bar, scared. the bar just fell, the bar the just bar fell bar out. He through. took
2: the wrapper. He just took the wrapper. He took off. Um, yeah, but
3: she's you know chasing the squirrel around to get the wrapper, so we're not you know leaving a trace behind in the nice. canyon. Um, and I think there was another moment, maybe at one of the campgrounds heading north, where Jess and I were sitting next to each other on some rocks, and a squirrel kind of came between us, eyeing. Maybe my gummy bears or something, but they're very aggressive and well-fed, plump little squirrels for sure.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, you were sitting on a bench at one other point. I mean, the other on the north rim, and I mean, we were sit- you were sitting on a bench, you know, that has the map behind you, you know, tells you how far. Oh, right. Yeah. All yep. the all the cautions and things like that, and um, and you were just sitting there, and like you're just your backpack right behind you. <laughs> And, you know, the squirrel just comes out of nowhere and, like, tries to get in. I mean, they, they have signs up that say you're not allowed to leave your like yeah. your your camping gear out because these squirrels have become so aggressive and so accustomed to people being down there. And they're all just fat little buggers. Like, yeah. they, they, they're not lacking for cliff bars. I can say <laughs> like that. <laughs>
1: oh, my gosh. So... So, yeah. Dim, there was this line in your second post on our website. Uh, you said, I was reminded that switching from athlete to adventure mode isn't just like turning off a bathroom light my kids leave on. So, Dim, if you could talk a bit about that, and Joan just uh, tell us if you felt any competitive fires flare while you were in the canyon. Because I was honestly surprised, Dim, to, um, that you had those feelings as you were in the canyon.
2: Um, I mean, if we would have just been hiking, the three of us, mm-hmm you know, and not run into anybody, I probably wouldn't have had them, but it was a woman, you know, who was similar to our age coming down the trail, going very fast and, you know, and um, kind of broadcast, you know, I'll be, you know, eight hours of quiet. And I knew we were not going to cross in eight hours, you know, and um, I think that just comes from years of being an athlete and paying attention to the numbers. And, you know, and even though I'm, you know, I'm not like, oh, I got to beat you, but I have a, underlying, um, I want to always compare myself and make sure that I stack up in a way that feels good to me. Right. Mm -hmm. So whether that means, you know, first in a race or, you know, half top half of a race or whatever it is. And, um, and I just, I mean, what I think what was most interesting to me, um, now that I have some distance from it is that, I just haven't been in a position like that in so long. Mm. Right. I, because I've been so focused on just a getting healthy and pain free. And then most of my workouts were by myself, you know, watching Netflix on the step (laughs) mill and um, you know, or doing strength on my own at the gym, you know, it wasn't ever, you know, it just, I was just by myself. Right. And so when, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think it's a little bit of natural human inclination. And then again, like my athletic stance that I've had, since I was you know 18 or even before that really um the, you know it was interesting though the one thing that um I will say and I didn't put this in the post because it was just too much to explain but so the daughter and his father uh her father that we saw you know kind of leapfrog was she was the one that told us to, to go to Ribbon Falls um we saw them up at the Grand Canyon at the lodge afterwards we were getting some celebratory beers mm-hmm. and like Unprompted, um, like I introduced, I was like, "Oh, finally, here's my, you know, by the my, na- by the way, my name's Dimity." I mean, we've been talking all day; we just hadn't um, exchanged first names, and and he just started talking. He goes, yeah, well, we were rim to rim in ten hours, ten minutes. Oh, geez. I was like, did I ask? <laughs> you know, like, and it was just like it really like brought home to me like how I don't want to say ugly that is, but how how. much that that really at the end of the day does not matter to me Mm -hmm. right you know and i didn't you know and so um i don't know it was just that was just a really good um kind of exclamation point on the perspective that i remembered that i had to keep on um reinforcing in myself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah
0: yeah. And I'll so, say, this is just, I'll say for me, like if I, at home with my family playing board games, I mean, I am so competitive <laughs> and I play hockey on a women's team. And really, I want to, when there's a win or a loss, I want to win. And like, for some reason, the Grand Canyon. And so it was interesting to read, you know, it wasn't like we got a heads up on Jim's blogs. It was just really fun for us to read it too. I, you know, went into the Canyon saying, I want to have fun, live in the moment and finish. And when I, I mean, we were all there when that woman went by us and not for one second, I just more was like, Hey, well have fun. <laughs> like I, it didn't <laughs> even like for me, for some reason, my headspace for the Canyon was so much different. It just was for me personally wanting to share this with Dim and Joe and how lucky and grateful I was to be able to do something so awesome together. And the guy in the bar at the end, I was like, Oh, well, way to go I mean like you know it just was more <laughs> that was just my headspace on it but it was super interesting then and I could tell that at, when we were slugging back the beer you know Jim was like oh my god I can't believe you know he said that and we, we all were like well yeah I mean like it's not like we were like wanting to compare race times but mm-hmm. for me it just came and went right away like it just didn't even phase me and that just was I think the way I t- attacked this just experience. But in so many other areas of my life, it's like, listen to me. I had four-year-olds, and I would want to crush them in the memory game. I mean, you know, I want to
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I will say, this Joe. I play hockey with Jess, and yes, I will say she is competitive (laughs) at all things. But, yeah, I mean, I I approach it the same way, I think. I just wanted to not get hurt, right, during the training. That was a huge thing. And I had one blip where I hurt my foot, and I was out for like a week. But that was my goal. I didn't want to get hurt. Mm-hmm. I, would have fun. I definitely didn't want to be the one that like sunk the three of us. Um, you know, we met these three women when we were dropping our car off and one had a lot of trouble, um, due to fueling and, and hydration and whatnot. And, they you know, they had help carry her pack out of the Canyon. And I just thought, I don't want to be the one that like, you guys have to haul out of the Canyon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I wanted to, you know, I kind of wanted to pop out and be fine and not be aching and hobbling around for days. Um, and so mission accomplished, you know, for those for me, I, I just wanted to really soak it in as well and, and not let the memories, you know, slip away. Um, mm-hmm. so I was a little surprised, I mean, I, I think I could sense a little bit from Dim that when, you know, at the end, when we were talking about the guy that we saw in his daughter, but, um, yeah, I didn't know how d- deeply that affected it you. It wasn't,
2: and it wasn't that, I mean, to be honest, I mean, yeah. like, you know, it's, it, because I wrote about it, I think it it feels like it was more than what it, what it was, but it was just really interesting to me that my first my first reaction was comparison, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, instead of just being like, oh, she's out for the day too. But I mean, I will say that at that moment, you know, she said the eight hours, we chatted for a little bit, and then she was like seven switchbacks ahead of us when she <laughs> said, you know, I could never find two people to go do this with mm-hmm. me, you know? And I was like, oh my gosh, wow, the there's winner. my perspective, Yeah. Yeah. And there's, and there's so much camaraderie down there. I mean, it's really fun. Um, you know, the, 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 dad and his daughter were lovely all day um, minus the bar incident. And we had this great moment. Um, we were climbing up and we, uh, the dad and the daughter were there. It, it was like a, um, or just a rest area. I guess it wasn't a campground. Was it, or was it? I can't remember. We were sitting we on were the benches. Sharing, in the yeah.
3: yeah. That was a, that was cottonwood, I think, or one of those. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Joe knows it. Joe was like our, <laughs> Like I said, she was our Julie. She knew everything. We had a Google spreadsheet with our times and everything. It was very well executed. And um, anyway, we're sitting there. The dad and the daughter were there. Um, There was a group of like four older guys there. And we just were chatting with them. They had been through um, before, like last year and we were sharing food, like they had Clementines, and Jess had a couple of those, and I was sharing our Oreos, and we are just kind of, it's just, it was very fun. And like, those are the memories that I will have, more than the eight-hour woman for sure. But, you know, I mean, our crowd, I think everyone kind of struggles with um, comparison at times, and it was just interesting that that came up doing this amazing
1: adventure and I also want to make clear I wasn't uh, in any way and I don't think Joe and Jess were th- saying that you're the you know that it fired up your competitive spirit um it just wow. was interesting to me because so often you know you and I take on almost kind of stereotypical roles and it's you know I'm the competitive one and you know you're the you know celebrate the party during as it's happening yeah. type so that was just intriguing to- oh
2: and we celebrate oh, I yeah. mean we celebrate. I sang a lot uh, that echoed. I mean, the guy, so, you know, wide open spaces (laughs) was kind of our um, theme song. And so I was singing at the top of my lungs. I won't do it now, but I was singing that. And, And the guys, those four guys that we were chatting with out of the Cottonwood campground, That was prior to when we went over to Ribbon Falls, and I was just, you know, blaring it out. And he goes, "You have way too much energy right now." (laughs) I was like, "Oh, good, good. I'm glad I'm in a good spot."
1: So nice, nice. So Jess, you talked about um, post-event slump earlier that you were in last week. Let's let's dive into that topic a little bit.
0: Well, I think I mean it made sense to me. So like, I mean, I rationally when I was thinking about when I was, I mean, actually, you know, we went to an Airbnb after the hike and dim was there with us our first day and then she had to leave the next morning and then we had one more day there but we were already feeling when dim left it was hard like it was because it was the three musketeers and really it was all for one and one for all and in just a sidetrack just a second it's just like really the beauty of doing something like this as a group is that you are taking everyone's different personality and and you have to lean on each other and everyone has different strengths that they bring to the table and and it really made the experience that much more for me it was enhanced because i had dim and i had joe and it wasn't all about jess it was this kind of communal thing that we were doing and and i just feel like it you know i would not have had the same experience doing that alone and it made it all the, I, the all the more better for me in my life and for these memories that I had those two wonderful women with me. But so we, Joe and I felt it immediately when Dim left. And that was just really hard for us. And then coming home, every, it, it just, is you know, it made sense. Again, I, I started training back in, you know, the training plan Dim put together started in late, you know, mid to late October. And it was all when people asked, what are you guys doing? And oh, why are you guys going to Afton Alps? And so a lot of, you know, for sure, all of anyone on our our neighborhoods or our closest friends knew the challenge we were preparing ourselves for. And it sort of just took up all this space. And for me, it was a super great time in my family life because I had one abroad and I had one in Alaska playing hockey. And I had an independent daughter who was a junior in high school and a husband in grad school. So I really had the time to sort of all of a sudden say, I'm going to do something big. Mm-hmm. um and then to have it done was just a blow and i mm-hmm. and i thought and i knew ahead of time that i was going to feel sad i would joe and i talked about it we talked about it with jim i knew that there would be this low that i hear marathoners talk about i myself have never done a marathon but you know that people talk about when they do anything that takes some endurance and a long training period but it was it was sad and our families were so excited to have us back and i was blue mm. <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah it's better this week but for sure last week was was really hard
1: mm-hmm. joe did you have similar experiences or
3: yeah similar? and i think i might still be a little in it um i agree that it was i mean it was really tough when dim left um and i think some of some of it was you know jess and i felt really good when we got out of the canyon and we felt really good the next day um we didn't get sunburn. We didn't even get suntan really. And you know, our legs felt good. Our bodies felt good. We woke up um, the next morning and we were kind of laying in bed cautiously. Jess and I were in the small bed together in the lodge. And I was, I'm going to be afraid to get out of bed. I might ache, you know, my foot might hurt and it didn't. And I thought, did we really do something that hard, that epic and my body's not feeling it? Like I, you know, we felt good. And it, um, I mean, it was tough. And the the day Dim left, it was hard because we were on a bike ride, and I thought, "Why we're riding our these cruiser bikes from our Airbnb?" And yet, yesterday we hiked across the Grand Canyon. Like it didn't make I couldn't reconcile it in my head, um, and I think that made it harder. Is that physically I didn't feel any residual side effects to kind of remind me, "Oh yeah, you did this huge thing," you know, you climbed down the went down the canyon, across and up, and so I didn't have that to remind me. Um, so, I, so I think some of the slump is just that you know, I feel like the memories are fading and I want to keep them alive.
2: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. So. You'll always have this podcast.
3: And some of it is, you know, it, it did. The nice thing about training was while it took a lot of time, it was, there really never were terribly hard workouts, um, but it did take time. And now it's like, how do you fill that time? Um, yeah. Yeah, I know. Jess and I both ran stairs yesterday, and you know, <laughs> all of we went back and did some stair repeats. Not together, but I thought it was funny that we were very much in tune. That you know, Jess sent a picture; she was doing our stair repeats, and I was on a different set of stairs in the evening after we we're doing stair repeats, just trying to keep something alive.
1: That's hilarious.
2: <laughs> it's a good workout. You don't need to be. You don't need the canyon in front of you. You can run up and down stairs, and that's exactly.
0: A great I will also that's say good. I'm in a little bit of a slump because. Jim brought me some Kona Cola. I don't know how she had any stashed at her house anymore, but oh she God. knows how I feel the about noon. Kona cola noon. Yeah, it's like, I mean, literally, I it it makes me so happy. And so <laughs> I had it in my hydration pack and then I and then that, now that's gone too. Jeez.
1: <laughs> you're off the yeah, you're yeah. off the caffeine buzz. You've come down want, from it.
0: Yeah. And it's so funny. So Kona cola is the discontinued flavor
2: and and I've gotten um, little like bootleg you know, versions, or, you know, the people hand me a tube, like, off the side, you know, like, I saved this one for you, like, at expo and stuff, so I'm very grateful for that, but my, that stash is is also um, dwindling quickly, Uh but I was like, you know, you know, nothing new on race day, nothing new on canyon day, so Jess, you know, we have these bladders, and, um, you know, she had just been drinking water the whole time. I should say bladders in your pack. Well, yes, we have bladders in our bodies, and bladders (laughs) in our packs, we carry hydration packs, (laughs) and, um And, uh, so I said, you know, I said, you know, I I don't think you should put that in there because what if you get sick of it and then all, that's all you have. Like she didn't have a water bottle, Mm -hmm. you know, to drink. From. Um, and like, you know, I don't know, like five hours later, she's like, I've gone through the whole tube today. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my God. OMG, well, I'm glad we got all your electrolytes in you. <laughs> and
1: you fell asleep 72 hours later, Jess. <laughs> oh, exactly.
2: They served her well, though, that's for sure. Uh... Uh, yeah, it worked for her. She definitely liked it. So it was good. And I, and I for, for what it's worth, anyone who's given it to me, I did have mine in my bladder and I used it during my hard. Long training days, so I very much appreciate the, the the slide gifts. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, all right, ladies, you must have you had a lot of time to talk down there. You must have uh, bandied about ideas for your next big adventure. Let's hear some of the ones you discussed.
2: Oh, that's so funny. We have actually talked about <laughs> mm-hmm. that. Well, we started talking about it in um winter. Um, so they get these guys came out um, to my mom's house because Jess has asthma, and we wanted to make sure that her asthma was okay at altitude, mm-hmm. um, because we didn't, again, didn't want to be in a position that would not be very safe. I'm not an EMT. Right. And um, at the
1: time, your mother yeah, lived yeah. at quite high elevation.
2: Yes. Yes, she did. Um, so we talked about climbing a mountain, right, guys? Yep. yep. Going the other way, going up and then down. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, any any mountain, are you keeping that under, under well, wraps?
0: Well, we talk about, I mean, if I don't I think it's okay to say it. I mean, we've tossed around Mount Whitney, which is... Mm. I think pr- has been said to be pretty comparable to Grand Canyon training, possibly. And that's,
1: the, that's the highest point on the continental U.S.
0: Yeah, in California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How
1: about how about me knowing that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's I, th- it's a pretty long hike, isn't it? Because it starts at fairly low elevation compared yeah, to a lot of other. I think mountains. it's
2: about. I think it's twenty something round trip. I think it's pretty similar to the canyon. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also talked about just doing, uh, not just, but doing, um, some 14ers here in Colorado, keeping things a little bit more local. Um, talked about a bike ride, maybe. Um, I mean, you know, it's so there's, you know, the, the options are endless really, you know, I mean, and that's, what's so cool about it is that like, now that we've done this and realized that we, you know, we can plan and it's only going to get, you know, it's a little bit harder for me because my kids are a little bit younger than these guys or Ben is at least, you know, but in like three or four years, you know, or maybe more like five or six years, like, you know, the world's our oyster, right? Like maybe it's international. Maybe it's, I don't know. But yeah, we, you know, there's so many things we can do. So yeah, it's pretty exciting to think about.
1: Yeah. The, th- the three amigos part, part two and beyond. Part two. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you ladies. Dim, I'm going to keep you around, but Joe and Jess, thank you so much for sharing with us.
0: Yeah, Thanks for having us and letting us reminisce.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Thank
0: you so much, you guys. I love it. My only, my parting thought is that when you're packing clothes for the Grand Canyon hike, before and after, don't bring your skinny jeans. Just don't bring them. <laughs> they don't. They don't fit. They won't fit. And I just, and your friends will laugh at you because you tried to put them on. That's all I'm going to say. That was just over and out.
1: <laughs> and on that note, thank you, ladies. We'll see you in October, right. J-Team. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dim, that was so much fun to hear the three of you and your perspectives and your memories of it. And it just sounds like a really wonderful, wonderful day.
2: It, it was great. It was, it was really fun to execute. You know, I think sometimes, or I know sometimes I'm um, personally... I make a lot of plans and then don't follow through Mm. and because of life or whatever. And so to, to, you know, to have that conversation, say, okay, we're going to do the grand Canyon next spring. And we did it is, um, is very cool. And I recommend anybody who, you know, has it in them uh, has an interest in doing it. I, it's very doable. Um, it's just, you know, with some training and you can go down and come back up on the same rim and you can go down and stay in Canyon ranch. It's really just like I said, the logistics and the preparation that, um, kind of determines what your day is going to look like there. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Or
2: days. A lot of people stay down there for a while (laughs) (laughs) too.
1: All right. Well, Dim take us over to the train like a mother club.
2: So the one animal that I wanted to see in the Grand Canyon would be like a little tiny baby rattler or something little, um, some snake that was a very manageable, less than 12 inches long. We did not see any snakes, but in this Train Like a Mother Club corner, which is uh, from the Ragnar group, we have a Ragnar program for both trail and road races. um, We do have a picture of a snake, Uh, quite a long one. It doesn't look, though, like it is a harm one that would do you harm (laughs) a harm one anyway this is from julie and she says um last night i had a freaky dream in which i was on a trail with a ton of snakes there were two young boys who the snakes were jumping at and while the snakes were going after them i ran i'm not totally proud of the fact that i ran but they were not my children and um snakes So imagine my surprise when I ran into this guy, the picture of the snake, on the trail. I swore and stopped dead in my tracks, but I did not scream or poop my pants. Hashtag winning. I calmly paused my watch, took a picture, and quietly turned around to find a different way to go. I'm thinking that this shows some trail maturity. The snake also did not jump at me. Hashtag few. Glad the snakes are not jumping at you, Julie. Hope the snakes are not jumping at anyone this week. And um, we will see you next time on the Train Like a Mother Club Corner. Have a great week, guys. Bye.
1: To witness adventures like the Grand Canyon Rim to Rim by Dimity and, and other things that we undertake in almost real time, please follow us on Instagram, where we are at The Mother Runner, and become part of the, our vibrant AMR community on Facebook, where we are Another Mother Runner. Our podcast today was produced in Portland, Oregon by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. Many happy miles.
2: Many happy Grand Canyon up and down miles.